Welcome to the New Vision Podcast. Hello, thank you for joining us on the New Vision Podcast as we continue with the Dubai Undercover Podcast Narration Series. This is the sixth episode, so if you missed our previous episodes, please visit www.newvision.co.ug forward slash podcasts to listen. For now, let's find out what took place on the first days of her arrival in the new home as a Kadama, which means house girl in Arabic. Once we arrive at our destination, I am scared about what will happen next. My new bosses question me about my age, my children and details about my previous job. Sarah had advised me to lie that I had experience working as a maid. During our conversations, I refer to the lady of the house as madam, but she tells me to call her mama. The man, who is in his early 50s, is to be referred to as baba. Their English is not well polished, but Mama's is much more terrible than Baba's. I later learned that it is the family of Muhammad. Our home is at Al-Qasas 2 on 11th Street, opposite the mosque, the first gate, cream in color. The family must have been waiting because they all came out to see the new Kadama, the housemaid. Mama introduces me to Mariam, her teenage daughter, and Ahmed, two-year-old boy. The boy smiles widely as I lift him up and the parents are happy about it. If you want to win the heart of an Arab, love their children. Well, according to some of the girls we met at Sarah's place, there is no time for welcome. Mama orders me to lift the jerry cans of liquid soap they had bought on the way home from the car to the house. The compound is wide and paved. She shows me the ironing room and says it is where I will be sleeping. There are no curtains on the only window, and she orders me to never lock the door. Immediately, some of the stories I had heard from the girls at Sarah's place, such as Arabs being cannibals, started to haunt me. I later follow Mama to the kitchen, where a heap of dirty utensils are waiting for me to clean. Supper is salads. Ahmed decides to eat with me. Mariam brings her uniforms and teaches me how to use a flat iron. While ironing, Mama comes with an alarm clock, sets the alarm time to 5 a.m. in the morning, and says my days will be starting at 5 a.m. When I ask where the mattresses and blankets are, she tells me there is none and says the carpet is soft enough. I protest. I need a blanket because it is winter time. She brings me a mat, which she spreads on the floor before getting out of the room. I follow her and knock at her closed door. I insist on a blanket and a mattress. She seems surprised and offended. Angrily, she walks into a store and gets for me a small mattress and a blanket. I retire to my small room, close the door and place a plastic bucket of clothes strategically so that if anyone opened the door in the night with intent of harming me, the bucket would fall and cause me to wake up. I recite my rosary and place my life in God's hands. I hardly sleep that night. By 4.30 a.m., I was awake. 
I take a shower and at 5 a.m. open the door only to meet mama in the corridor coming to wake me up. She smiles. She gets a mop and a broom to show me how to clean the veranda, the compound and the kitchen. Then she shows me how to prepare breakfast for her school going children. We then clean the bathrooms and toilets of the parents and children. Mama warns me never to sit on her daughter's toilet. I clean Mariam's bedroom, wipe the side bed, tables and bedroom mirrors, lay her bed and organize her closet, perfumes and bedroom fridge. Next is the living room and organizing Ahmed's toys. All this while, Mama watches as I follow her instructions. She later demands that I repeat the house chores and uses her finger to check whether the floor is clean. All the cleaning must end by 11 a.m. I later take a shower and join her in the kitchen to prepare lunch. She shows me how to cook and serve the food, leaving mine in the saucepan. I lay the table and wait in the kitchen until they complete their meal. I am not supposed to eat before they finish eating. I clean the dishes and keep them in a different cabinet. After lunch, I have to play with the child. She later teaches me how to operate the washing machine before we start preparing dinner. The following day, I am supposed to do the same tasks unsupervised. I think it is hard work since there is almost no rest, but something in me tempts me to try it for a month and earn my money as a kadama. That is a decision I live to regret. It is not easy to transform oneself from a journalist sitting in an office back home in Kampala into a hard-working backbend ask no questions maid. My official title is kadama, which means house girl in Arabic. I wake up at 4:30 a.m. daily, mop and sweep the veranda, the big tiled compound, the kitchen, the bathroom and the toilet. Baba, the husband, usually delays me. He locks himself in the bathroom, showering and smoking for over 30 minutes. I have to wait for him to come out because I have to keep the bathroom dry. The bathroom is very big. Imagine using bare hands to clean filthy toilets. If you knew how picky I am, you would not believe it was me doing such disgusting work. My bosses have a tendency of forgetting to flush the toilets after visiting them. My back ached at the beginning, but with resolve, I got used to standing for long periods. Truth is, I used to cry at the beginning of the job. I am not sure if I used more water than tears to mop the floor. By the end of the week, I felt stronger. I am determined to work for one month, get my money and call Vision Group to evacuate me. By this time, I am feeling safer now because Vision Group knows where I am. I have a phone and Wi-Fi, but I am not allowed to take any pictures. Mama told me if I did, she would confiscate the phone. For the 6 days I spent in that home, I never once saw the woman take a bath. Her daughter showered about two times a day. Baba also showered two times a day. This is unlike in Uganda, where it is usually the women who shower more often than men. I guess it is a way for desert people to save water. I also think we are cleaner generally. 
a Ugandan family at the same level with that of Muhammad would be washing their own clothes and changing bedsheets more often. But for the week I was a kadama in the house, I never washed their bedsheets. It is only the pillowcases that I was given to wash. Their daughter Mariam is a good-for-nothing idol teenager. I do everything for her, from preparing her breakfast before she goes to school to picking her clothes, socks and knickers from the floor of her bedroom. Mariam's bedroom is the worst. She is messy, never flashes after using the toilet, her sink always gets blocked and I have the impression that she is disorganizing her room on purpose to see how I clean up. Mariam and I fail to get along. I think she does not like me. She is bossy, which is understandable, considering her age. But sometimes, she goes extreme. If she wants something from the kitchen, she shouts, Kadama, come here. She expects me to drop everything and run to where she is. She then asks me to bring her what I should have come along with. If I ignore her call, she will come to the kitchen and tell me what she wants. For example, a fork to eat with. She wants me to take it to her in the bedroom. But the worst is when Mariam starts to menstruate. She leaves her knickers on the floor and her mother wants me to pick them up. Mama orders me to first separate the pad from the attached knickers before throwing the knickers in the washing bin and the pad in the dustbin. I am of the opinion that Mariam does this by herself. It is disgusting. There is no way I'm going to separate a bloody pad from the knickers with a straight face. Mama, who is watching me, accuses me of being disgusted with her daughter's menstrual blood and loses her temper. She rains insults on me and will not stop until I have thrown the pad in the dustbin and the knickers in the washing basket. The next day, Mariam again leaves her soiled padded knickers on the floor for me to pick up, yet I have no gloves. Whenever I ask Mama for gloves, she blows up and barks at me in Arabic. I do not mind because I do not know what she is saying. I am using a liquid soap to clean the floor and the toilets, and I think it is corrosive. My nails darken and my fingers get wrinkled. When I request Mama for gloves, she instead gives me Vaseline. Members of the family cough and blow their noses into wipes and then throw them about the house. They then call me to pick them. Kadama, pick that up. I pick them with my bare hands and take to the polythene bag in the toilet. At first, it affected my appetite, but then I got used to it. One time, I picked the courage to demand gloves from Mama. She ordered me to understand my level and stop thinking I am a member of their household. I cried and ran to the washrooms. Then Mama brought me a uniform, but without gloves. The uniform is a pink shirt and trousers. It is old, torn behind and a bit too small. I refuse to wear it. To her surprise and anguish, she scolds me loudly in Arabic while gesturing. Her husband, who is attracted by the noise, comes and then leaves without a word. Later, he brings me two pairs of gloves. He also gives me two dresses, which are tighter on my body, but longer. He asks me to try them on, and when I return for them to see, he compliments me heartily, which marks the beginning of my problems with Mama. She storms out of the room. 
It wouldn't have been so bad for me. But a few minutes later, I met Baba in the corridor, which Mama did not like. There's a one-way glass window where someone in the living room can see what is happening in the corridor. But the one in the corridor can't see into the living room. Baba smiled as I approached. And when I passed by, he slapped me lightly on the bum, saying, Uganda. Suddenly, Mama, who was watching us from the living room, called out, Kadama! Baba took off, leaving me to face Mama with an embarrassing encounter, which I will narrate next time. Well, if I'm not mistaken, then this is the beginning of hell for the undercover journalist turned house girl in Dubai. Look out for episode 7 of this series on Monday as she continues making more revelations. For previous episodes, visit www.newvision.co.ug forward slash podcasts. Till then, stay safe and God bless you. You've been listening to the New Vision Podcast. New Vision, New Vision.